So welcome to the recap at the end of week 36. Um, in the last two weeks we have gone through a number, again, a number of different books, a number of different passages. We've gone through Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Daniel. We've gone through parts of Kings to try and relate it all in again to the historical accounts of what's been happening. Um, but I want to look this week in this recap at one particular phrase that keeps uh, reoccurring a lot of times and as as I read through it I always have that moment in my mind I want to do this as a complete Bible in a year so that we read the whole of the Bible and I'm always very aware of leaving little bits out because therefore we wouldn't have read the whole Bible um, and that's very pedantic I know and very maybe legalistic if you want to put it that way but I feel that it's not my job to skip over to make judgments on what to skip over but simply to to read it all um, and so there are there is this little phrase that we keep coming across and you may have noted this in your mind or just wondered why it keeps happening um, and that is the phrase this is the declaration of the Lord or this is the declaration of the Lord of hosts I was just trying to look there just to, to show you an example or a reminder in on day 242 in Ezekiel in chapter 36 verse 23 it talks about I will honor the holiness of my great name which has been profaned among the nations the name you profaned the nations will know that I am Yahweh the declaration of the Lord God when I demonstrate my holiness through you in their sight and so even in the middle of this sentence we would wonder why this little phrase is stuck in and it happens again and again and next week even as we go into week 37 in one of the passages uh, in Zechariah, literally there's this repeated, um, it says, Return to me, this is the declaration of the Lord of hosts, and I will return to you. Turn away from your evil deeds, but they did not listen or pay attention to me, the Lord's declaration, where are your ancestors? They repented and said, as the Lord of hosts. And so even in the middle of these sentences, there's this repetition. And as I look at that page, which is in front of me on day 242, they're just everywhere. And so as I'm reading through, I always have that in my mind where we come to a sentence and kind of bang in the middle of this sentence is this phrase, the declaration of the Lord God or the declaration of the Lord of hosts or the declaration of God. And I always think in my mind, will I skip over that because there are so many or will I read it? And generally, well, I try to read it because it's there. It's part of what it says. And I thought this recap, I would literally talk about it a little bit because it's a phrase that's repeated so much even in the middle of sentences and as I was reading through it again I was I just kept wondering why why have that in there it just takes for me it takes away from the passage it takes away from the flow of the passage as we read because you have to literally stop halfway through a sentence to put that little declaration in to say the declaration of the Lord God and then go back into the sentence that you haven't finished yet and so I was trying to do a little bit of research on it. I was looking through lots of books. I was going through lots of commentaries. And, and really, no one talks about it. In Ezekiel, Jeremiah, even in Daniel, uh, in, in all the books where it mentions this declaration of the Lord God of hosts, nobody really talks about that. They talk about the structure. They talk about the genre. They talk about the author. They talk about dates. They talk about the structure the the overall theme and the outline of what this author is trying to get across but they don't actually ever say why this little phrase is in there um they sometimes talk about formulas in books they sometimes talk about 
um, the structure in terms of repetition because remember these these books when they were written weren't written for a book this was recited and so people in this tradition orally spoke and then had to in the oral tradition as it was called simply try to remember these things and so there were little ways of helping people remember what they were saying um, nowadays we do it with different things maybe to remember objects we put it into a little story well that's the way they did it and these little phrases could be part of the formula to help them be help them remember what this person or what this prophet is trying to say but I, I looked up some of my books to see what I could come up with for you I have the exhaustive concordance of the Bible a concordance just details all the words and where you can find them I looked up declaration and it says they only appear four times so that seems strange because in our translation the word declaration is used a lot more than four times declare doesn't even include it declared declareth declaring none of those words actually tell us in the concordance point us to this little phrase um i then decided that i would have to go back to the original text because the bible isn't written in english uh, and so i wanted to see well is this phrase the declaration of the lord god the declaration of the lord god of hosts is that actually in the original manuscripts is that actually in our original hebrew bible because i don't have access to the original manuscripts um, and so I was going back into the Hebrew Bible. Um, that might make me sound smart. I have an interlinear Bible, which is a Hebrew, Greek and English Bible. And so it gives you the original text in Hebrew and Greek and how they're written out. And then it gives you the exact English word below that for what, what that Hebrew word means. And so I looked, up, um, I looked up Jeremiah and Ezekiel. I looked up Zechariah, which we're moving on to. And... When they're written in Hebrew, when Hebrew is translated into English, it doesn't make good sense. It's like pidgin English. Uh, and so the words don't make a nice flow in the English sense. But what I did find is that it doesn't exactly say the declaration of the Lord of hosts. But often it says, says Jehovah of hosts. Or thus says Jehovah. Or thus says Jehovah of hosts. And so instead of the declaration of the Lord with the declaration of the Lord God, we actually have the word Jehovah, which is the name of God. And in that inter interlinear Bible, all the Hebrew words specifically have little numbers, and that's called the Strong's number for them. And so it means that you can look up that particular word, because remember, in English even, we have there, there, there which all have different meanings and so Hebrew has the same depending on how uh, the word is structured what that specific meaning is uh, and so I went to number 3068 you can look this all up on the internet as well if, if you want to know a little bit more I went to number 3068 um, which is literally Yahweh or Jehovah as it's sometimes translated uh, and this is the expository dictionary of Bible words this is the kind of fun I have. Um, I was looking up Jehovah, I was looking up Yahweh in it, but they're actually under the term for God, um, where we have in the Old Testament lots of descriptions, Hebrew words for God. We don't just have one, we have hell, we have well, um, We have Elohim, we have Yahweh, we have Yahweh Sabah, we have El Noin, we have 
Kadosh, we have El Gabor, we have Malek. So all these different words that are used for God. And so to, to place God, if you want to put him in a certain category, to try and describe him. And the one that is used here, the Declaration of the Lord of Hosts, this particular title, which is translated Lord of Hosts, occurs around 200 times, mainly in Isaiah, Jeremiah and the post-exilic prophets. And the post-exilic is the post-exile, which is post them being thrown out of Jerusalem. Um, it is found occasionally in the former prophets, chronicles and psalms. And this phrase combines the divine name, which is God's name Yahweh, with the term hosts. Uh, and can also be translated Lord Almighty. It's in found in association with the Ark of the Covenant, the Temple... Uh, there's a divine warrior motif which is often linked with it and it refers to God in the role of establishing his kingdom on earth. The eschatological, which means the end times renewal of the kingdom of Israel and it also reflects the judgment and wrath of God whether it be directed against his enemies and the enemies of Israel or actually against his own people. So if we're looking at it in these terms, this word, uh, and they don't ever use the name of God they don't people look uh, the Jews don't like to actually speak God and so it has no vowels so that you can't actually pronounce it and so it's actually Y-H-W-H that's how they spell it or they'll leave a blank space instead of naming God but here they're reminded even in the middle of sentences and they're reminded time and time again that this is the declaration of the Lord God of hosts this is the declaration of God who seeks to establish his kingdom on earth, who seeks to renew his people, who will come often to judge and pour out wrath, who calls them to be certain people in certain places to do certain things for him. And so every time we hear this phrase, it's not just a, a little throwaway phrase to kind of we ignore or maybe think about leaving out, but this is actually a phrase that's supposed to remind us so that when we get lost or when we get um, lost in the middle of the passages and we forget about the overall scheme of what they're trying to say and these prophets go on for chapters like Ezekiel has chapters and Jeremiah has lots of chapters and so in the middle of all those things they're trying to remind the reader and they're trying to remind the hearer remember who this is that's saying these things to you this isn't just some deity this isn't just any old God. This is the Lord of hosts who seeks to establish his reign and his kingdom on earth. Who seeks for the renewal of the kingdom of Israel. And in that time seeks to better and direct uh, and purify his own people in the making. And so as we go through, as we continue to hear that little phrase repeated over and over again think of those things and be reminded of the God who seeks to create in us and in this place to establish his kingdom on earth who seeks for the renewal of all people and who seeks to purify us uh, and refine us as we go so there's the recap of week 36 um, hope you've been enjoying it still and if you've any questions or queries about that particular phrase um, then you can get in touch through my email, johnny, at jwfraser.com or through the Facebook page as well. I'm going to be sending out um, leaflets. I know we're getting into September and so I'm already starting to think about the next year. 
Um, I'm going to send out leaflets to try and advertise and maybe tell people a little bit more about this uh, and it's something I've been trying to think about how to do. Um, if you have any ideas, get in touch with me as well. If you would like a number of little postcards, I think I'm going to send out postcards to a number of churches and try and leave some around everywhere. If you would like a little pack of postcards to advertise this or to give to people, get in touch and let me know. And equally, I'm going to try and put it onto a CD format as well. And so if you'd be interested in getting that, that will probably cost a little bit of money just to produce, the, to buy the CDs and to produce that. Um, but if you're interested in either of those things, let me know as well. And enjoy week 37.